You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast. It slowed down on me, just like you did in the last podcast, Rocco. It just, the whole thing. I hate that cow. I got him. I got him. You just, I got to feed him. Just give it up and you move. There you go. We'll do that. All right. So, welcome to the Cattle Call. I am Jim, your uh, extremely extroverted Coppinger host. And with me, as always, is my friend and partner. Hello, it's Rocco. Hello, it's Rocco. Is that your name now? Hello, it's Rocco. I like it. <laughs> we'll put it on all your emails. All right. There you go. So, all right. And and today, we want to talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, construction materials costs, right? I want to talk about the serious impact of rising material costs in the construction world. And you know, we figured that there is nobody out there who would give us more direct answers than our old buddy Todd Rogers from Walter P. Moore. So, Todd, thanks for being here again today, man. Hey, thanks for having me again. Uh, it's always Thank a pleasure. You, it's always a pleasure. And we'll see how happy you are about it when we're done. Uh, <laughs> see when you start getting those hate tweets from people when we're finished here. Yeah, I so, know, right? <laughs> so, for those of you guys who are new to the podcast, uh, yeah, Todd is uh, the BIM manager over at Walter P. Moore. And he's also on the board of directors for uh, Augie. And he's one of the editors for the Augie World magazine. And he is one of those people who is just silly enough to be a recurring guest here on the Cattle Call. So, um, I like torture. There you go. Torture is good. As long as you're into it, you know, we don't judge. It's all good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Todd, why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of what you do on a daily. Yeah, so I, uh, I've got about 28 years under my belt. Um, you know, I worked in production for 16 years and switched over to the reseller business and that fell through a little bit so back in production i've been at walter p moore for about three and a half years now um i just got promoted to editor-in-chief for augie world magazine oh congratulations nice. i didn't know that that's thank awesome you, thank for you, you man yeah well so a uh, little bit more of a a challenge there and a little more responsibility under my belt for that so yeah, we're we're looking for authors daily. We need we need more authors. Uh, you know, I'm always available. I spent half my life writing. I've written a lot of stuff for Augie in the past, so you know I'm always here. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. All righty. So let's get into today's topic, right? So so in 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 this kind of post or semi post pandemic world, um, you know, listen, anybody right now in the construction industry, I think, is really feeling the pinch of rising prices, right? You lumber and steel and piping, and it doesn't matter, you name it, right? Everything costs more today than it did even just a year ago. Um, you know, and in some of those materials, lumber, I think in particular, have gone up ridiculous amounts, right? And, and they're having a dramatic impact on a construction company's profitability and on the overall cost of building everything, right? From residential homes to skyscrapers, it doesn't matter. It's, it's really having an impact. Um, and I think this is a, a real problem because the only way that construction people can survive this kind of an increase is by passing that cost along to their clients. 
right? But you know, the truth is there's a limit to how much your clients can spend and, and the increasing cost bubble that that builds will eventually burst, potentially sending this industry into some, you know, a really ugly economic death spiral. Um, so, so Todd, let's get you into this. Where, where are you seeing the most impact on your projects from material prices shooting through the roof? And kind of what are you doing to address these, these sudden increases? So obviously, you know, in the civil industry, we, we need lots of materials, right? Um, we're doing a confidential project out in West Texas right now that uh, everybody's trying to switch up different types of materials, right? So, you know, we're going from uh, one type of system to another type of system. So, you know, that, that just kind of has a domino effect all the way down, you know. So if you're if you're designing using something different, you might have to change the design. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's a complete mess right now as far as uh, construction goes out in the field. It, it's, it, it's, you're doing your job in the office, but it's not working for them out there yet because mm -hmm. they're not wanting to spend all this gigantic amounts of money, you know, so... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I hadn't actually even considered that part of it, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, one of the ways you do this is by saying, hey, that material's not available or just too ridiculously expensive. We got to change it up. And that does mean full redesigns too. I hadn't thought about yep. that. That's that's another area. So there you go. See, I learned a thing. So um, so look, folks, you know, the, the, the costs that we are talking about here today, really, they're, they're not negligible. Um, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about like, you know, a couple of pennies per unit, right? In the last eight months, lumber prices have gone up almost five times their 2020 prices, right? And steel has tripled in cost in that same time. And, and that level of price jump is almost insurmountable on the construction end, right? Uh, look, you know, to put it into kind of a real world perspective for our listeners, the lumber price jump means that on average, right? This is just the average the cost to build a new home this year has gone up $36,000. That's not the value of the home and the home. That's the actual construction cost went up $36,000 for a standard home in this country. Uh, and, and commercial projects have gone up by 15 to 18% in cost, construction costs in just the last year. Those are some really serious numbers. Um, so, so Todd, I mean, are, are construction firms able to pass those costs along or do you guys find that you're having to eat them in a lot or at least in part have to just, just eat it and keep going? Well, I mean, if, if, if construction has already started, then, and you got stuck in that situation, it, you're probably going to have to eat it, you know? So, uh, as far as passing the cost, you know, contractors generally can't pass it you know if they broke the ground and, and data shows that they've been able to price new buildings at a level that reflects their rising materials and uh service and, and labor cost obviously right but yeah that's actually a good point right once, once you, you you go in i mean you've tied in you've got a fixed fee contract you've got numbers done and agreed to you know, you were kind of betting on on rational pricing, and nobody expected this level of jump. I don't think yeah, there was anybody who. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, okay. 
So that that's a fair statement, right? So it's, it's kind of a little bit of both, right? You either if 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 you're working the job, you're stuck. But on the newer projects, at least, I'm assuming people are really kind of taking worst case scenario and and, and bids you're putting out now. Yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. No worries here. Okay. So so Rocco, um, let's wake you up over there from your snoozing in the back. Uh, in, in your everyday conversations with, with our construction clients, and we do have a real big list of construction folks we work with here, how big of a concern do they see this price jump, right? I mean, do, are, are, are our clients expecting it to kind of pass quickly and settle back out again, or are they seeing this as a bigger, longer-term issue? I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, you know, you want to go by what the, you know, the statisticians say and the economists say and... You know, they say it's gonna it's gonna last through the end of the year. That things are gonna level off, and but no, nobody really knows, right? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. But you know, it it, it all depends. I mean, we talk to like a, a lot of folks that are involved on the steel end, and they're they're looking for tools to to more accurately build. And you know, like we, we develop our our Zen estimate steel tools for Bluebeam Review, and 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 those do well. Um, because they help bring more accuracy to the to the bidding process, mm-hmm. um, but it you know it, it depends on on who you're talking to, right? But uh, you know overall, I I, I think it's it's going to go on for a little while yet, uh, based on on what I'm hearing, and uh, that seems to be the you know the the overall consensus. Okay, right, so so Todd, from your kind of looking at it from like the Walter P. Moore standpoint, right? Do you over there, do you guys are, are you, you you feeling that the pricing is a temporary one, and that you can deal with it short term, or are you are you kind of looking at longer term solutions to address this? Right? Are you trying to change the way you do things, increase accuracy, and what? How, how are you guys kind of dealing with it over the long haul? Yeah. So personally, I think it's temporary. Uh, as far as the company's concerned, you know, nothing's really ever temporary. You always have to plan ahead when something like this comes along, you know, uh, like the COVID crisis. You know, we luckily jumped right in with both feet and, you know, continued to chug along. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we're looking at, you know, different vendors, you know, we're looking at different types of materials because, you know, um, take an inlet, for example, uh, you got concrete and steel. Well, what what about nyloplast? That's plastic inlets, you know. It plastics obviously a lot cheaper than concrete and steel. Right. So you know the, those avenues that you got to just keep you know opening and looking in and saying, okay, will this work for us? Uh, will this save the the client money? You know. So there's a lot of things to look at, and and like Rocco was saying about the blue beam thing and and getting accurate. Uh, construction costs that's that's important you know and it seems there's more and more vendors selling their um their their new types of uh um, construction list costs right for um what was the one that uh, autodesk was telling me about yesterday um ah forget um but they're supposed to give me a demo on it here pretty soon but it's uh it's geared toward that so it seems that more and more people are looking toward you know maybe an an ai type software that Mm -hmm. would help and to you know push those costs around 
Yeah, and that makes sense, right? I mean, you know, when you're in an environment where there's really no definitive yes, no, is it going to last, when's it going to change, and you have no control over that, you kind of have to look at it in terms, I think, of, of what you can change, right? And you can change your yep. accuracy. You can get better software. You can refine your processes and, you know, things like that. So, to, to, you know, do with the little bits you can, and it does add up over the job. So, um, so you know, look, folks, you know, it's, it's like my grandpa always used to tell me, right? He used to like to quote the old saying, right? It's, it, it's an ill wind that doesn't blow some good. Um, you know, and, and, and while these price jumps are causing very serious problems in the construction world, uh, you know, the manufacturers and the suppliers of these materials, they are reaping history-breaking profits, right? You know, manufacturing trade groups and even union shops um, are, are resisting government attempts to regulate or, or, or to even, uh, you know, loosen uh, tariffs on imports to help adjust these prices and help the construction industry. Um, and I got to say, you know, to, to my mind, that is some really short-sighted thinking. Um, yes, you know, you, you're, you're going to see some amazing profits for the next, you know, two to three years that way, right? But, you know, the manufacturers, those, these, these people who, you know, build these materials and bring these materials to us, their main clients are the builders in this country, right? And if you drive the, the builders and construction people out of business, you're looking at a whole lot of years of losses down the road as the construction industry gets pushed into a real serious boom bust cycle, you know. So, so Todd, what do you think? I mean, are are do you think manufacturers are helping to perpetuate an unsustainable price level for their own short term gains? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, the the answers in the question. It's for their own short term gain. It seems to me. Uh, I don't see them, you know trying to build something differently out of a different material or build it a different way at a cheaper cost. Uh, I just see them just blasting through and saying, Hey man, it is what it is. Give me the money or, yeah. you know, go somewhere else. Yeah. And I said, I just, I can't get over that. It, I get it. I do understand, right? We, we all want to make the profits. We all got to look good in our boss's eyes and meet the shareholder requirements, but man, you're going to, you're going to pay for that. Right when when you know, you realize that 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 plastic based inlet works just as well as the concrete and steel one, it costs ten times as much. Why would you go back? They're undercutting exactly. their own business this way. It's a bad bad call. Totally agree. So yeah. All right. Okay. So let's take a break here uh, to uh, catch a little word from today's sponsor. And when we get back, I want to get into some of the the actual causes behind these construction price jumps. All right, so we'll be back in just a minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody, today's podcast is being brought to you by BricsCAD. BricsCAD, the AutoCAD alternative that will give you all of the tools that you need in the AutoCAD design world, but in a simpler, more affordable package. In particular, today's session is being brought to you by BricsCAD BIM, the 3D modeling system that is the... Uh, BricsCAD version of Revit. It actually allows you to go in and do all of your 3D modeling, all of your BIM intelligence in your standard DWG file. So you can do your 2D layout and drafting using all the same tools that you have and easily convert those over to full 3D models and then add in and, and automatically using artificial intelligence convert all of that data into fully developed BIM models to the level of development that you need. BricsCAD BIM. 
probably the greatest advent into the BIM world in the last decade. So, Rocco, tell the kind folks how they can reach out to us and how they can get more information about BricsCAD BIM. Sure, you can reach out to us at zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K, consultants.net. Uh, or you can give us a ring, 866-824-4459. And how about I'll give you an email address, too. It's sales at zentechconsultants.net. All right, lots of ways to reach out to us about BricsCAD BIM. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast. We're here today with Todd Rogers from Walter P. Moore. And we're talking about the crazy jumps in pricing for construction materials and how it's impacting the design-build world. Uh, and in, in this segment, I really wanted to take uh, a few minutes and talk about the why, I guess, of this topic, right? You know, these, these prices aren't going up just because the manufacturers want more money. And they're not going up because, you know, just because we had a global pandemic last year, um, though I will say that did play a big part of it and we'll discuss why in a bit um but I, I wanted to start though just just by giving todd a chance to kind of talk a, a little bit about his thoughts on the root causes so you know todd where, where do you see it coming from right is it a supply chain problem or is it more of a perceptual problem that's being exploited for profit i think it's being exploited for profit because everything you see these days are you know <sighs> everything it just drives me insane it's everybody's wanting to take advantage of everybody and it's it's really annoying and it gets under my skin uh but i really think it's the the profit thing is it's ridiculous i mean it's all the way down to fast food you can't go get a hamburger at a fast food joint now for less than 10 bucks that's very true that's very true, right? Everybody sees that that potential and, and they, they jump on. It's why we had, you know, those limited term gas shortages and oil shortages and all that. It's like there's there's nothing wrong with your supply chain. There's nothing that disrupted. But when you get that concept and a reasoning, I think, where people can say, oh, there's a shortage. I'm jacking my price. So the next vendor, Brad, yeah. jacks his price. And the next guy does it. Next thing you know, we're at five times lumber costs. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy in that respect. So I think there is a, a, a definite point to that you know i think there really is a lot of perception in that people just they've heard on the news that there's a shortage so they know they have to pay more and since they know that the vendors are happy to charge them more and it just becomes this self-perpetuating cycle um but i do think uh to be fair i, I do think that there is uh, more to it than that I, I really do think there is a supply chain issue here that goes hand in hand of it um and and, and so for for those of you our listeners who don't know uh, you know, my son is a graduate from the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy, right, where he got a degree in intramodal logistics, which I'm still not quite sure I understand what that is. But uh, he currently works as a manager for one of the nation's largest shipping firms, right? And he handles, you know, transfer of materials from ships to trucks to trains and so on. Um, so, you know, needless to say, I get an earful from him on the reasons behind these su supply chain shortfalls that we're all seeing and how it impacts pricing for everything, including construction materials. Um, so what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna, I'm gonna dramatically simplify down his explanations, uh, mainly because I'm not nearly as smart as my son is. Um, and, and I'm gonna kind of summarize, I'm sure I'll screw it up and he'll yell at me later. Um, but I, I kind of wanna summarize where I think the problem comes from. So, you know, during the pandemic, right, um, 
you know, companies of all kinds, didn't matter whether it was, you know, the, the big box stores or, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, you know, companies didn't reduce the amount of materials that they were ordering because people were actually shopping more than ever before, you know, when they were home in the pandemic, right? It's one of those ways that we all cope with the lockdown. We decided, hey, it's a good time to build a deck and put on the new edition because I don't have to go to work for the next six months. I can do those things. So people kept ordering the materials. So the, these manufacturers and, 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 you know, resellers kept ordering it. The problem was that your railroads and your trucks and your ships that move those goods, well, they were all locked down too. Truck drivers couldn't drive, rail cars couldn't run, right? And, and that meant that massive amounts of the material wound up getting warehoused or left sitting in containers or on ships and railheads for months at a time. Um, and, you know, once the restrictions were lifted, right, things could start moving again, but there are only so many trucks and so many drivers and so many trains that are available to move all of those goods, right? So, you know, when we got closer to, you know, opening up and everybody started getting back out and doing things, right, you know, the construction started booming, right, particularly residential construction. Um, basically, a bidding war started for those available means of transport. Right. So, you know, if, if you wanted to move your steel order to the front of the line, right, the, the shippers started charging as much as like 10 times for shipping as what they were charging just a year ago. And, and that increases price. Right. Plus, right, you, you get the, the limitations of even finding a way to move those materials because of that, you know, backlog bottleneck. Uh, it, that creates kind of an artificial shortage. Yeah, you, sure, we got plenty of steel. We got plenty of lumber. We got plenty of catch basins but they're sitting in containers in San Francisco, right? So they're not available. And that just drives the prices even higher, right? And so, so there is a, a, a backlog to it. So, you know, Todd, is, is that kind of what you're seeing? I mean, are you guys struggling to get materials even delivered to the site, even when you're willing to pay those, those crazy prices to get them? Yeah, I like what you said, artificial shortage. I mean, it is it a shortage? No, we're just behind, really, right? Yeah. So we're not really short on it. We're just behind. You know, we, it's still available, but you just have to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's no yeah, shortage of the materials. That's what I'm seeing, man. And uh, yeah, getting them delivered. You know, we hear all the time. Well, it's not been delivered yet. It's not been delivered yet. It's not available. It's not available. Yes. It's, it's a big, big struggle everywhere. Not just with construction, but everything. So if you guys are finding, you know, going to the store and there's things you're like, why are there no candles? So that's, it's exactly the same thing. It doesn't matter what you're ordering. It's all just yeah. being backlogged. And you get, like you said, that, that artificial shortage of perception. People just, oh, it's not here. There must be a shortage. And prices go up and people lose their minds and start <laughs> stockpiling toilet paper in their garage. It's crazy. Calm down, folks. It'll, stay it, away it from will, the news. That's it. Stay, stay away from the news. There's the answer to most of this country's issues. Stay away from the news. Hey, <laughs> listen, I need toilet paper. I don't know about you guys. But... <laughs> ah, it's overrated, Rocco. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> that's why God invented leaves. What are you worried about? <laughs> All right, so so Rocco, since you decided to chime in, let's throw let's throw a, a question your way. What are what do our other clients? Uh, what have they been saying about the shortage issues? Right? Ha, have you you've been talking with anybody who's found any kind of creative ways around the shortages, or are they just dealing with it any way they can? You no, know, it's just uh, it's just patience, patience, patience. I mean, what 
you know, what, what, what choice do we all have? Right. I mean, you gotta, you gotta wait or you, or you gotta, you gotta pay a lot more, but, uh, no, there's no, nothing, nothing creative that I've, that I've seen yet. <laughs> okay. I, that's fair. Like I said, sometimes there's just, there's no way out of it. Right. So Todd, has, has your company found any other workarounds for these issues? I mean, I know you said before that, you know, you're looking for new suppliers and vendors, but have you tried or, or are you guys looking at like shifting materials from other jobs or your warehouses or have you postponed projects? I mean, how, how are you guys getting around this nightmare in the real world? We're just kind of going with the flow, man. You know, like, like I'd mentioned earlier, you know, new suppliers, um, you know, different types of things, different ways of going about doing things, you know, not necessarily cutting corners, but, you know, finding a, a way basically when the when the door shuts you know you, do you take the axe to get it open or do you take the uh, crowbar or <laughs> your foot you know yes. uh, <laughs> i use rocco's head that that's that's pretty heavy it works well <laughs> but yeah i mean that's it right it's about being adaptive i guess and, and looking for for what you can but honestly the only way you're going to survive man yeah. is be adaptive yeah, it's just it's it's so hard when there's Everybody's trying to be adaptive. And like you said, there's just this bottleneck that you just can't get around. So well, I think that part of, I think, you know, part of what what's interesting is that it's, it is having an impact on construction as a whole, right? I mean, and, and the ability for the industry to grow, I think it's still, I think it's, it, it's it, there could be, you know, a, a much greater um, explosion of, of, of work for everybody in construction, but it's, it, this is tampering a lot of things down. I mean, and that, that's, that's what makes it even more difficult for us who are in these, these fields, right? Yeah. Um, is, is that factor itself? Yeah, no, you're so, absolutely right. I mean, you're looking at what should be the biggest construction boom we've seen in, in almost a century. It's yeah. Just, they say since 1950, 51 was like the, 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 the last, you know, a uh, boom like like where we should be experiencing. Yeah, and and people are trying, and we got the people, and you got the companies. You know, they want to go do the work, but oh, we can't build without things to build with. <laughs> that does definitely help. So, you know, uh, this happened. This kind of happened in the '80s, right? And that's when you see these, uh, like the Miami thing, the collapsed building, right? Right. Yeah. The shoddy 80s construction. It, it was very questionable because there was a, 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 you know, a massive boom. People were cutting corners. There were supply chain yep. issues. We had all kinds of problems. So, yeah, I mean, it does have long-term social impact as well. You know, this is a real serious issue. It's crazy. You know? And I think, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, um, everybody is stuck. Right. We're, we're, we're all kind of we're, we're victims of an, an uncontrollable circumstance that we, we called covid um, and, and look, you know, talking to my son, I, he, he keeps telling me that, you know, their industry analysts don't see the backlog alleviating until at least late 2022. That's, that's a year or more before that bottleneck breaks open and materials can start to freely flow again. Uh, you know, now, look, you know, the good news is, right, some prices are leveling off, right? Lumber has stopped its crazy climb, at least at the moment, right? But they can always swing back up uh, in 10 seconds. Um, you know, construction materials like steel are, are slower to move, uh, you know, back down in price, but, you know, they're, they're, they're always slower to come back down, right, due to their normally long lead times. 
Um, and lead times like that are just aggravated, I think, by the current market and that bottleneck. Uh, look, you know, at, don't forget the diesel. Uh, yeah, and diesel. Oh my lord, yeah, diesel as well. Same thing, right? Same prices, same setup. So, though, I, again, it is the same thing with that. It's I, I do feel that a lot of particularly the the liquids because a lot of those liquids are pushed by pipeline. Yep. There's no delay in a pipeline. You know, it, it's trucking and rail and ship. That's a problem. Pipeline eh, flows 24 hours a day if you want it to. I think they just like to turn it off and say, oh, shortage, let's bump our prices too. So there are definitely some people who I think are, are definitely just kind of sticking it to us. Uh, but, the, you know, the truth is, yes. any way you go, right, the market, it will correct itself eventually. It's really just a question of does the market do it rationally or does it do it with a major construction crash, right, which none of us want. Uh, so, so, Todd, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the final words here for today, right? What advice or comments about this issue do you have for companies and, and also for the industry and, and government type folks who are listening in who might have a way to adjust these problems? What do you think? Uh, I can hear people that follow me dropping off in the background. <laughs> <laughs> do not let your feelings for someone, you know, drive you to vote for them. Okay. You know, it's this whole election. I think has a huge impact on all this. Um, whether or not our current, you know, chief can uh, fix it or not, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, please don't vote for with your feelings. You know, vote for you know things like, well, let's get this done, that done, this done, that done. Just because you don't like somebody, don't vote for the other guy. That's a fair statement to make, right? You, you know, you, you'd like to think that as a nation, as an intelligent democratic electorate, that we might take the time to actually look at who is actually going to effectively do the things that are best for all of us, right? Yes. That 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 would be the idea. It's about finding people who who are looking out for the welfare of the American people and not necessarily the perfect what they thing. can do for for their local voter. To make sure they vote for them, you know that yeah. that's that's exactly an issue, right? And it, and and I'm not saying there's a, a left or a right side that's correct on that. I think there's just not enough decent people in government in general. <laughs> so, right, that it, is right. That's my own stance there. So, all right. So I think with that, before we get before we give Rocco a stroke and we really start getting those those Twitter hate messages on us, we're gonna bounce out of here, folks. <laughs> so Todd, I want to thank you so much for being here today and, and giving us your thoughts. As always, is a pleasure. Thank you, thank you for having me, man. It's always fun talking to you guys. Good deal, man. All right, folks, we're gonna get out of here and we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody, today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So, Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. 
Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.